Hello, everyone. Welcome to another homebound coronavirus required edition of Take the Black Live, the only one and only show on the internet where we give you discussion, news, postulation, and theorizing about you know sci-fi, fantasy, Game of Thrones, Song by Fire, Star Wars, Westworld, all of that good nerd stuff. And once again, coming at us live uh, from our homes, Mia, how are you doing it? I think is the third week, fourth week of doing this? Yeah, like third-ish. I, you know, at this point, it's I'm losing track of time. Apparently, it's April today, yeah. so <laughs> that's April something that we're dealing with. The whole with. plague's a mistake. Yeah. The whole plague's a, it's a whoopsie. <laughs> if, if only. But yeah, I'm hanging in there for what it's worth. Honest to God, I mean, look, I, I know it, it's horrible for a lot of people. I'm not absolutely hating everything. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, given the choice, I would... Stay home in some situations and just kind of hang out, and watch TV anyway. Like sometimes, yeah, it's my thing is like I'm because I'm such a, I'm such an introvert. I'm such a homebody. Like yeah, this is kind of like my domain. I think the the part of it though was like when you do feel like you want to go outside or like oh, yeah. you know I can go I'll go outside, but when I do want to be around people or just go shopping, that's when it's kind of like okay, I got to get into stealth mode. I got to mm. put on a hazmat suit. I got to make sure you know. <laughs> I don't die on my way to the supermarket, though. So. Oh, yeah. But I mean, you know, I, I've been trying not to like, I've been trying to be careful, but I've also been trying not to be like super fearful about it either. That I makes think sense. that's the best way you can do it. Yeah. yeah. So far, I, I've got a little equilibrium, but we'll see how it lasts when to like, um, mm. we'll talk a little later about how long it may yeah. last, what it's doing in the industry. But first, we are making our own fun around here. And by the way, thanks to everyone who's tuning in. Um, for example, this past, like the past three weeks, and maybe this was help because everybody was inside just doing nothing but voting. But we ran a thing on Twitter for Wick called yeah. Fandom Madness, where we pit just 64 sci-fi fantasy years against each other in a March Madness-like bracket, because that was actually canceled due to the plague. Like, you know, <laughs> like, uh, you know, stuff like um, Pikachu versus Baby Yoda. That wasn't actually one. Or Gandalf yeah. <laughs> versus Captain America, stuff like that. And There were some really, Captain really good matchups in that there and was. i was surprised how the results uh began to swing i was delighted by him though because the biggest because what it really showed me was that like the the the, the two hey julie how you doing the two biggest fandoms that were really like pushing 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 were for lucifer the cw show which i've never watched um but i might start now and uh the wheel of time this giant book series conducted by amazon and in the end, it came down to, I think, um, Moiraine from the Wheel of Time, a sorceress type, and Han Solo, and she just spanked him completely. <laughs> I cannot believe it, Han. Which I can get, like, with the fandoms coming behind him for Wheel of Time, but Han Solo, I was like, how did he go so far? What was everybody? But, I mean, well, the people have spoken. I mean, again, it, it's because it's nature of the internet. I mean, the Wheel of Time, yeah. been around for a long time, is like a fan that's just kind of coming up and getting attention. I, I think it's like they're, you know, they're still, they're, they're young in the sense they haven't had like a giant blow up movie moment yet. They're yeah. organized, they're, you know, they're passionate, and they really like threw, the, it was, I, I loved watching, they threw themselves into this. Sort of the Luciferian. Yeah. There was even one guy who during um, the matchup between Moiraine and Lucifer, which was easily the hot, most hotly contested, Ooh. the most fun to watch. It was so great. It was like neck and neck the entire way. And like, we had like showrunners retweeting it. Like the showrunner 
put the way the time show got in it, like say, vote Moraine, do it. Like some actors got in it. It was down to the wire. And there was wow. <laughs> um, a genius. Um, oh God, what's his name? Um, named, uh, a gentleman on Twitter, Andrew Genhal, who wrote a song about it. And I was so happy someone wrote a song about, um, our silly little tournament that I, I wanted to play it for, for yeah. and hi Debbie. Hey Julie. So let's serenade you for a second with, I'll call it the ballad of Lucifer and Lorraine. By so the battle did rage between the light and the dark and I'll give it to Lucifer's fans they are brave they are smart so I'll give a bow to the devil even though he got beat by Moraine and now we can go and beat on solo you know so let's join in our refrain. So join. So wow! Fun. I just love the fact that someone cared enough to do that. You know. I know. Yeah, that's really that's why I like to see like fandoms come together and do these sort of creative things. And maybe you know it helps that we're all stuck inside, so we've got nothing better to do. I thought that song was so awesome just to think somebody would take the time out of their day to do that so shout out to him for that <laughs> we loved it and julia said that she hopes the power would be good i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to it more now that i know how passionate the fan was about it too um and yeah i'm about i'm from the second book uh reading it listening whatever you want to say um good so far and i hope it's a hit too and again um I'm also interested to see if the fandom like other fandoms you know it, it, it'll have that arc where it's really passionate first and then it becomes more mainstream, like Star Wars has. It'll be a little more diffuse. I mean, it, 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 it is kind of a thing of, like, the younger and more vibrant of fandom, the more passionate they're going to be about stuff like that. Yeah. I, I, and I do think time takes a toll. But, you know, it's like a life, man. It's going to be fun. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, in actual news, although I had a lot of fun with that, and we'll do Phantom Madness <laughs> next year, too. I was, I was quite happy with it. Why don't we check in on the state of all things um, coronavirus? Yeah. You know, what's happening <laughs> so, in the entertainment industry? Yeah. So we just got our next batch of movies that were pushed, uh, which is it's interesting. I'll get to that in a second, is that we were kind of saying early on, like the last two or three weeks or so, people were like, okay, definitely we're going to push the March movies. Oh, yeah. Um, like, why you know, got pushed? Like that was March. Or like, yeah. All that. Like, April, April I think. Yeah, No Time to Die, all those good oh, yeah. Peter Rabbit and <laughs> all those movies. But now it's like the movie, we're moving into like summer blockbuster season. And now those movies are starting to be pushed too. So uh, like last week we talked about Wonder Woman, it's pushed to August. Black Widow was pushed till question marks. And Sony finally kind of got around to their movie slate. And they're like, okay, 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 we got to move some stuff. Uh, and so one of those was Ghostbusters Afterlife which is that it's basically Stranger Things, Ghostbusters, yes. slash maybe, yeah, Stephen King, Ghostbusters. Which I wasn't uh, even so that, like that excited for, but still it was like I a know. giant pole. Yeah, exactly. So that was going to be July 10th of this year, and that was moved to March 5th of 2021. So they're like, we're going to give this all the time we can get. Uh -huh. um, 
the other movie was Uncharted, which was the oh, Tom Holland, I believe Mark Wahlberg as well, yes. video game movie being moved. Um, technically, that was in March 5th, 2021. Uh, so then they're pushing that to October 8th. Uh, but one of the interesting things to me is that Sony's Morbius is being pushed from July 31st to March 19th, July 2021. That yeah. Deep into the summer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're not taking any chances. But what was interesting was that, oh, okay, now we've got these movies where, you know, these technically, like Morbius technically is, it technically isn't a standalone movie because it's part of the like whole Sony Spider-Verse. And what oh, Sony? Quick question. Can yes. they call it the Spider Verse? Does that conflict with the movie they already had? No. Oh, you know what? They actually a long time ago Sony called it something else, like Spider Man Cinematic Universe, something like that. It was really Galaxy. dumb. So I just call it. Everybody called it the Spider Verse. <laughs> it's gonna confuse uh, people. It is. <laughs> uh, but they the, they were planning on releasing two movies this year. One was. Morbius and then in October was going to be Venom 2 and so far Venom 2 has not been moved and from what I heard uh, Morbius has a little plot line that kind of sets up Venom 2 so I'm curious to see how that goes I was going to ask like do you think A do you think that Venom 2 will like eventually be moved because it's in October and you know get all these things going on or does it even really kind of matter if these movies are jumbled up and just kind of see them whenever and however i mean i think it matters to the people making them i think that if they're trying to plan a like you know like a a, a mothman universe like uh procession of um you know like see one and then the next and then all kind of it, it has to matter i imagine what i'm curious about is just like will the entire year be just wiped clean and just, we'll, we'll, yeah. and just, we'll just try movies again in 2021. Yeah, it's like you know what we had a nice, we had a nice shot at it, uh, and we'll we'll come back next year. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's oh sorry, go ahead. Oh no, yeah, I was gonna say it's kind of like we've got like this. We were just doing some planning for fan side, and it's like there are a couple of movies sprinkled in for June and sort of August, but it, it's really like it's gonna be like a desert <laughs> out okay. there for this. What's curious Although, like, I feel like folk don't really have, again, there's, like, not really meeting in the middle. There is some confusion around here because the studios are moving the movies. AMC just said, that, which is the biggest theater chain in the United States anyway, I'm not sure around the world, um, that they want to reopen, like, mid-June at the latest was their kind of guesstimate. Yeah. And I was like... Okay, so even if that's sort of possible and, you know, people are willing to go back or, or like, the government's orders are lifted by them, like, what movies are you going to show? Like, if, yeah. if, if you open your theaters in, in mid-June, or, like, they said, like, maybe even May, but it, it was just, like, an estimate. But the point yeah, is, like, it, unless you, like, want to, like, do classics or release or something, or, mm -hmm. like, re-releases... You know, last week I was all excited about like, oh, China's reopening cinemas again. Yeah. Things are going to be okay. China's opening up 600 theaters slowly, slowly, slowly. And like the day after we recorded that, no, the government was like, no, better not. Better yeah, shut those down again. To me, I was like, that sounds a little too close to call, too early, too close for comfort. And so I'm, kind of, I'm glad that they're like staying away from that. I'm like, slowly, 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 but surely. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, it's definitely the best and most safe thing. 
But I mean, again, I, I just have to wonder what movies will be like when they come out the other end of this, and TV when they come out the other end of it, because everything is stopped. And when things stop or stall, lose momentum, sometimes they die. I'm sure not everything yeah. will die. I'm sure they're able to salvage some stuff, but some stuff's just going to get lost. Or in, in, in I think some movies especially, that's so weird. They're just going to like move all the movies that would come out this year to next year. And then the movies that come out next year, something? Yeah. Like they yeah, just they might moved have on to 2022. <laughs> and we just are yeah. backlogged a year for the rest of our lives until it equals out like 10 years from now. Gosh. And then it's kind of like to think about like right now, these companies are losing tremendous amounts of money anyway. You know, like Disney well, is crying. You know, our, our, our pockets are hurting. Yeah. And so I think that moving forward, you know, I'm, this is not like my CNBC, you know, like economic analyst, oh, but. You know, I, I, it was occurring to me, it's like maybe they're, they are going to have to make some cuts or be a little bit more careful about the movies that they approve, the budgets that they spend, because they're like, look, if this movie flops, we're already, you know, in the hole from 2020. Yeah. So it's, or, again, or again, they just move everything to streaming. Theaters die out, but studios survive. And we're just watching Wonder Woman um, on Hulu in a couple yeah. of months. As Debbie says, isn't like one big guesstimate right now, which, yeah, I, I have to agree with her, Debbie. <laughs> or just um, yeah. taking it one day at a time. That was disappointing, though. Can you imagine, like, they announced, okay, theaters are opening back up. We're going to, like, they had a plan. We're going to roll it out. Yeah. 600 over a couple of months. And the next day, the government's just like, no. Yeah. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> and it's a little more complicated here, like, in the U.S., because we don't have, you know... Um, as authoritarian um, a government, and so there were all these private actors who were like, AMC's even like, I'm gonna open up, and I don't know, like another theater chain, like we'll do something different. It's like a hodgepodge of some are doing it, some aren't. It's gonna be very hard to follow. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. And then on top of all of that, like, <laughs> I was like just thinking, it's like, yeah, we've got like the movie business, and then like the creative planning. You know, for like people like Sony or Disney, and they're like, we're trying to create all these like movie universes and we want them to be cohesive. But now, you know, this might have to. It's like, yeah, to think about not only does Marvel technically, like Marvel Studios, have to think about their movies, they also kind of have to think about Sony movies because of Spider Man. And they also have to think about all these Disney Plus shows that need to be released in some sort of sequential order along with their movies. And my, I would have a headache <laughs> if I were, you know, in charge of all that. Oh, yeah. Poor and, Kevin Feige. <laughs> <laughs> like, and do it all in the threat of, like, we're not making money right now, so we're just going to keep yeah. going and see what happens. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's very uncertain. We'll check back next week and see if a miracle happened or uh, oh, something God. else horrible happened. But um, <laughs> one thing that isn't uncertain, um, and yes, it is a good time for a meetup, Julie. I mean, yeah, what else is happening? Um, what's not uncertain is that a little light news story before we move into what we're watching and what all you are watching. I saw some new stuff. Today I watched devs. I liked it a lot. Um, <laughs> it came out kind of uh, earlier this week that George R. R. Martin, the famed author of A Song of Ice and Fire, um, was talking about the cameo that happened on like the Game of Thrones Westworld crossover with Benioff and Weiss and the dragon there. It was very, very cute. Mm-hmm. And he was just talking, like wrote a very long blog post about it. Whenever I see that with him, I'm like, you have written a lot here. <laughs> Clearly you like to write. Let's, yeah, let, yeah. let's not examine it, I guess. Yeah. Go there. Um, anyway, he was writing about it, and he was talking about cameos and shows, and he talked about, I've done them over the course of my career. He was, he 
he did have a part in the very first unaired pilot episode of Game of Thrones. Back when there's another actress playing Daenerys, she had to get recast. He appeared at her wedding to Khal Drogo. And that thing's on, uh, it's on the cutting room floor. It's never been seen. There's a whole... It's kind of like the holy grail for a Game of Thrones fan, this unaired pilot which had like footage that just got oh, completely wow. lost. But he did post a photo of himself in what he would have worn at that wedding scene, which I think is pretty entertaining. Because <laughs> that is a big old... What do you even call that on his head? Is that a bow? It's, is that a... I, I'm glad I get to zoom in here. It's like a hat with a weird sort of... It isn't a bow because it's not technically not tied. So no, it's one not. big untied ribbon, I suppose. And he has like <laughs> a necklace of yeah. spears. A huge, yeah, necklace. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. Poofy. I like his his beard is braided as well. He's got some extensions. Oh, or is, is that right. his hair? One of those, I but like he's got all. some extensions going on, so <laughs> it's a shame. It's a shame that that's kind of it's quite the Christmas card <laughs> to sit <laughs> What what is that necklace made out of? Like Christmas ornaments? <laughs> That's what it yeah. looks like to me. Yeah. I also Sweet. love that, like, he had an idea for a Westworld crossover where it was like, what if we got the Game of Thrones dead actors to come back and they're the host and they're waking up? And he's like, but I didn't want a full crossover. I don't want anything too big. I'm like, yes, you did. That is huge. Like, he would get, like, Robert Baratheon and Shay and Catelyn Stark just come back and wake up in the Westworld docus, go, you know, come back online, whatever. Like, that man mm-hmm. uh, does, like, has no small ideas. It's all no. like, balls to the wall huge. Every yeah, time. huge so, ideas. I love it. I appreciate it. <laughs> I guess. I mean, it's also probably what slows him down because he, he can't just, like, cut a corner. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I respect the ambition. And um, I love that his dreams are mountainous. Good for him. Nice hat, I agree. Or whatever it is. If, if, if you know what that is, tell us. Decorative hat ornament. There we go, yes. He, um, headpiece. I'll go with head that. Headpiece, sure. And finally, because the news is a little sparing, but we'll have some people on next week. I think we're going to have um, Ariba on talk about uh, Westworld. I want someone on talk about Walking Dead. But this week, um, what have you been watching? Mia, Mia Johnson. Ooh, shall we dive right into Westworld? Sure. We are already in... Episode three of season three. And you know what? Absence this ep- of field. I don't like the title. Yeah. The titles are all always interesting. Um, I like the Witcher to- line, but the absence of field, what does that mean? Let's get a title. <laughs> just, just go with the abstract at all. like the first, and it's hard in an episode of eight episodes to, or eight or so to feel like a filler episode. This one to me had so far the least amount of substance. Really? Uh, there was a really big. Oh, well, I it, it, I know it's hard to say least amount when it comes to Westworld, uh, but this one was kind of largely though about uh, Charlotte Hale, and the whole idea about that was it's like you know played by Tessa Thompson. It's like ooh, what's you know what's going on with Hale? Who who's really in her body? Who is this person? Uh, and it was kind of interesting to see kind of as Tessa Thompson as an actress yes. take on like a whole nother personality. She's like, who am I? What am I doing? What is this place? I don't I Have you seen Toy Story 4? I did not. Dang it. it. Well, no, but she, she reminded me of, 
<laughs> her character in this reminded me of Forky because Forky was like, I'm a sport. I shouldn't be a toy. What the heck is my life? Right. So it's got that Toy Story connection say, going on. I like Chris Thompson, like in the other Westworld seasons, I, I didn't like really like there's a question of like, why exactly are you here? Like, I think she bring a ton to it. I was this impressed me. I thought she was very good in this. Mm-hmm. Like, she's she's in a robot body. We don't know who she is. She's waking up. And I thought her uh, identity crisis of who am I, which we don't know. I'm not sure she knows. Am I um, Charlotte Hale, this woman whose body I'm in? Am I whoever the host was that Dolores shoved in this body? Am mm-hmm. I something else? Was pretty compelling. I thought like her was very, very good in a way that I didn't really see before. So I was impressed with that part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, yeah, that's another layer to her character i feel like yeah because it, it it kind of was like i felt like even in season two i thought maybe they didn't need her at first and they just kind of found a way for her to stick around uh so i, I do like this, this. yeah it's like you're like the 30 year old super powerful executive Why? yeah okay sure yeah. and then there were i'm trying to remember what if yeah dolores i guess was in this episode she was just kind of like yeah, probably you know sure. Hale, Hale was like, Dolores, will you help me? And Dolores is like, I, I guess. <laughs> right? And it's like, she's kind of like figure her own thing out. Do- wow, I'm really trying to remember what well, happened like, this Hale episode. Hale like all emotionally messed up and Dolores is like needing to like comfort her and pet her yeah, and yeah. soothe her. So yeah. they have some kind of emotional bond that we're not fully let in on yet. Um, I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. I... We talk about devs in a second. I did watch devs. And I did like it. I yeah. see Sherry and Tony talking about it down there. Um, Carnivore, I never did watch. Um, I, I, I like the emotional texture of Westworld right now. It feels like very heavy. It feels yeah. very kind of broke and um, just heavy is the word I want to keep coming back to. But not unpleasant. It's it, it's 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 dense. I, I, I like. I feel that I sink into it. It's compelling to watch. Right. If I. Yeah think about it for like too long i start to go like <laughs> wait so charlotte hale just strangled a um, yeah. potential pedophile on a bench in broad daylight stole his dog uh-huh. and she just walks away <laughs> yes that's like, how it works i know she said the cameras were off but like we don't have the cameras now and strangling a guy in a park on a bench taking the but it's still like <laughs> pretty obviously thing you shouldn't do stop thinking about the plot holes <laughs> or another question i asked was like what about her kid like he i don't know if he knows that she's a host but mm-hmm. he does know that something is up how does he know that something's up and literally no one else in her life realizes because, that because because the child knows and mm-hmm. and a a young innocent child knows that the mo- also did you see that scene where like she got into bed with the young kid yeah and she like has her weird dead eye staring straight away. Like I would know. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I know she doesn't love him that much, but I, I think he figured it out because she's kind of like a deadbeat mom, I guess. Well, it's like, oh yeah, by the way, she has a son, but yeah. So that's it. We'll see how things progress next week. And, and I enjoyed it. Um, I, I did. I, I liked it. I'm, I'm still intrigued. Um, yeah, that's about it. Although I will say, okay, I think you would like. Devs, the show. Yeah, please FX tell me. Hulu. I feel like it's up your alley. Um, I watched the premiere episode the other night. Julie recommended it on here, and apparently Sherry's watching it too. 
I, I'm only I'm only one episode in, but it, it's it actually reminds me of Westworld a lot, but like the subtle version. Um, it's about a uh, Silicon Valley firm, like you know, like a Google, a Apple, something like that. Mm-hmm. Very very successful, very very powerful. Um, and a couple, like an engineer couple, a guy and a girl who both work there and are together. And the one guy, the man, gets drafted into Dev's, a secret kind of a development unit within the company. And um, I won't say much more, but in the very first episode, he, I'll just say, it's, it's the first episode, like, yeah. synopsis. He's murdered because he finds out too much. He finds out, like, what, what Dev's is doing. And he has to be killed for it. And that's where I am right now. And I, I think where it's going to go is the girlfriend's going to investigate and find out what, what, what the hell's up. And yeah. find out that's going to be great. But the first episode was really, really cool. Did you ever see um, Ex Machina by Alex Garland? The movie? <sighs> that's my... F- I love that movie. It's this guy is behind it. He's Alex Garland. Yes, that's right. And it's all over it. It's, it's got this very kind of clinical, precise um, tone to it. Again, like very atmospheric and really good at, I mean, the problem, like the, the, like the boyfriend finds out w- what they're doing with this company. I mean, all he looks at is just like a giant screen of code that I don't know what the hell it means, but they do a great job of like selling. This is somehow horrifying. Yeah. Um, that what he found is the ability to him. He goes into the bathroom and pukes. Actually, says quantum mechanics. They throw a lot of words around this episode. Mechanics. They don't make you like... It's, it's understandable because they tie all this complicated, um, you know, quantum mechanics being one of the infamously most complicated topics in all, of, in all human history um, to human problems. Like, okay, so the topic is complicated, but at the end of the day, like, the driver is the guy's murdered. What happened to him? Like, that yeah. is easy to latch on to. And it has all, like, these weird touches um, like there's this giant baby statue that looms over the company. I don't know why yet. Nick Offerman plays the boss who, as you yeah. know, is a comedy guy, but he's very kind of sinister and sort of like, um, if Mark Zuckerberg grew into a hermit in like his fifties, like that's what he's giving me <laughs> like a super technology genius hermit dude. Um, yeah. and it was all like this technology. That's like, it's like it's in the future, but in the near future, so it's like it's not impossible to believe it, but it's still kind of uncanny and weird. Great yeah. imagery like that. I love it. I love the tone. So far, I'm very, very That's intrigued. Awesome. So, so are I, these weekly, like weekly released episodes? I think it's, it's all. Of- uh, I think there are five episodes of six released so far. I think it's. Okay. Six, I'm not sure if it's going to be multiple seasons or what, but the first season is almost done, and I'm going to be catching up on it this week. I'm sure because I was, I was, mm. and I, yeah, think, that did. I think you would dig it. Yeah, when I, I was brushing up on it, and I saw that it was from the guy who did Ex Machina. I was like, oh, that is so <laughs> right up my That's alley. I think it just kind of, it like kind of fell off of my radar. I haven't like been up on, on Hulu too much. Uh, so yeah, I was like, I, I was kind of debating if that should be one of my next watches. And I think it, it just might be. I recommend it. Someone else mentioned here, Outlander. We'll have someone on next week talk about Outlander, an Outlander expert. We're not Outlander experts, but we will get one on here because we know people want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, what's what I'm still liking, I also think we have to at least briefly discuss the show that is lighting up the internet. Yeah. Just, just for a second. It, it's not really yeah. our, our uh, usual lane, but is anybody else it's, out there oh watching my God. King 
anybody on Netflix. Well, that's all great. Because yeah. I'll tell you, I watched one episode of that and I could not stop. So did you watch the whole thing? Oh, yeah. I saw yeah, it yeah, last I, week and like, okay, and suddenly I'm done. Yeah, I finished it pretty quick, too. Oh, my gosh. How much of a wild ride was every... <laughs> it's like every single episode, there was something like, either somebody did something shady, somebody did something weird, somebody... I don't even know where to begin with this this show. And just for the initiated, Tiger King is a six-episode Netflix documentary. Yeah. Series about um, some garbage people in the American rural Midwest who own, and also the East Coast, um, who own giant cats, like lions and tigers in some cases, yeah. elephants and chimpanzees, other wild animals, in like private zoos. And it is wild. It, it, it's definitely one of those like stranger than fiction type narratives where like you couldn't make this stuff up. Like you, you would have to find this really happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nicole says she's on the Tiger bandwagon. I, I understand that. I wish I wasn't. Yeah. Um, there is an element of of trashiness to it, of like leering at somebody else's weird life. I think but so. There's also yeah. I don't really care because I'm very entertained. You know what I mean? I think yeah, it's exactly that. It's just I, yeah, it's just so absolutely off the wall. It's like how has this been something that's going on in this world? Like I. <laughs> uh, it, and I think one of the biggest things is the rivalries between uh, kind of like the two main people, Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin, which people yeah. cannot get enough of these two. Uh, and in a weird way, because Joe Exotic was somebody who wanted to be in the spotlight. And he wanted to be a superstar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know if this is like spoiling the series or anything, but yeah, you know, even kind of after the fact, everything that happened with him, he's getting like his 15 minutes of fame finally. I'm sure if he if he knew about all this, he would be absolutely uh, in love with it. I mean, I I imagine he probably is now. They, yeah, I'm sure there's like one Netflix account in prison. Just want to watch. <laughs> Somebody put on the Netflix. <laughs> I gotta watch my show. <laughs> oh God! As Nicole says, uh, there's only really wild, wild reality stuff. I complete. I understand completely. Yeah. I really and that's yeah. I'm not a reality, I'm not a reality person either. It's yeah. There's something about this. I was just like, well, I guess I'm. there was the second episode with um one of their uh, zookeepers where the tiger they were feeding the tiger and then all of a sudden bad things happened when they fed the tiger uh-huh. and I was just like, oh my, that was like in the first like minute of the second episode. I was like, okay, this is we're really in for it. It's rough. I mean, and it, it, it's it, it's kind of um, inspiring that I think there are people like this everywhere in the world. It's just there's eight billion of us, and it's hard to get seen sometimes. Yeah. But um, this person's getting seen. So if if you're in the mood for some easy, uh, kind of digestible, trashy um, docu series about extreme personalities, feel free. But if not, um, some more high-minded stuff. I really am enjoying Devs a lot. Um, Better Call Saul still going on that. Yeah. We're going to have Outlander next week. and I love that. And um, I, I still haven't watched Dead, but I'm Walking Dead, I think. So here's really good this season. We'll talk about mm-hmm. that. So. Anything else you want to say, Mayor Poison? Anything else you're looking forward to? Or oh, Yeah, or we've got on our list. 
finally Rick and Morty is returning on May 3rd. Oh, yeah. so that's awesome. I thought people were like, is this an April Fool's joke? Because it kind of, it was like right at around midnight. And they're like, please that's tell true. us. <laughs> so I haven't seen like many of short. those. Thank goodness. I yeah. saw one that was like, um, the subtitle for the third Fantastic Beast film has been released. And I clicked and it was literally Rick Roll. I'm like, ah, it's very clever. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I've come across a couple of them. We're not doing an April Fool's joke. We have integrity. No. <laughs> oh, and as Nicole says, yeah, the, the Last Kingdom coming up twenty sixth. We're excited for that. Last Kingdom is a great medieval um, drama series, not fantasy, just history. But um, you know what? A lot of the time they're pretty similar. I mean, sure, there are no dragons and magic, but there's still like people with swords and stuff going around and casting stuff. Which yeah. is what we really came for. Is what I really come for. I love that show. I also am excited to see that um, I'm really looking forward to Netflix's take on The Sandman. Have you ever read um, the comics by Neil Gaiman? I never read those, but I know it's so insanely popular. They were, I, I, I love them. I thought they were great. And Netflix making a show about it because they make a show about everything. So why not? Mm-hmm. And they just cast, or not cast, um, an actress from Game of Thrones, Isabella Rolenti Sellers. I said that wrong, but whatever. Who played Tien Sand, one of the Sand Snakes, is auditioned for Death to play the role of Death, who is a fan favorite character. I would love that to happen because I love that kind of yeah. It's a good show. And I love everything with Sword, says Nicole. Yeah, but I don't know if that. We'll definitely <laughs> talk about The Last Kingdom here. The Last Kingdom is a great show. And um, that's about all I wanted to say this week. Anything else there before we sign off? Oh, no, I'm all good. Okay. <laughs> thanks, thanks for coming along with us. Uh, if you want to listen to us on podcasts, only are available wherever podcasts are sold, Apple, Google Play, etc., and so forth. Have um, a great week. Stay safe. Wash your hands. We'll see you again this time, 4 p.m. Central Standard Time, um, on Wednesday's Facebook page. And the new Wit Club, the new Wit Club email will go out tonight. So for those of you who are involved with that, stay tuned. Bye. Bye, everyone.